peace party people welcome back to episode 139 of where my killer tape at this episode and one more to go for the end of season seven um we're talking about valentine's day fallout we're gonna talk a lot about love today um well, i'm gonna talk about love love is in the air right it's black history month you know black love um you know we just had valentine's day um we're reading all about love by dr bell hook so a lot, a lot of talk about love so let's get it Tape at B. Episode 139 of What My Killer Tape At. I am sipping on Land Grant's Take It Slow Coconut Porter. You know, to be honest, if you had someone had threw this in front of me, I probably wouldn't have had it. I love porters. I don't think it would mix well with coconut, but this is the right mix. So it has the, the bitterness of a porter. And, then, and the porters are not as bitter as stouts, but it just has that bitter bitterness. And then it has like this slight hint of coconut. So I was really digging it, man. Word up. Shout out to the Bauhaus for that. to this next segment i do i was originally going to start off this episode with um that krs one song excuse me boogie down productions right was it boogie down productions love's gonna get you right love's gonna get you love's gonna get you love's gonna get you love, love, love's gonna get you shot you know rest in peace to miss melody who sang the hook on that um so like yeah like word up anyway um it's a dope song and it talks about the pearls of, of selling drugs um, but in the beginning, he talks about how sometimes love, you know, love catches us up. You know, we get caught up, right? And he and he has an intro. Where he's like, oh, you know, I love that girl. I love that car, you know. And, and that never sat right with me because I feel like love is cool. Love is all right. Love is all right. I think what he meant to say was obsession, right? Like obsession um, is going to get you. Like that's what he should have called it. But I guess it was easy to say love's going to get you versus obsession is going to get you, right? If we get obsessed with these things. They can consume us, right? And they can burn us, right? Um, so being obsessed with having the nicest car, being obsessed with um, um, having the night, the best clothes, like that obsession sometimes can, but most of the time will ruin us, right? And you know, love can be healthy, but obsession is definitely unhealthy. And I just wanted to, sometimes you got to pay attention to that. You know what I mean? Or... Valentine's Day is wild, right? You know what I mean? I mean, even when you look back to when you was a young blood and then me working with young people, I get a chance to like revisit the whole shit. You know what I mean? And I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. Like, you know, um, when I was a younger man, I used to be like, yo, that's the white man shit. We don't do that white man shit over here. We don't do that romance shit over here, right? What we used to say, what we used to say, we used to say, um, 
I'm not romantic because I'm not ticks are blood sucking insects and I'm not Roman. You know what I mean? Like that's the wild shit we used to say, right? <laughs> right? Um, so I used to kick that shit. Like I really used to be on that. Um, so I saw Valentine's Day as just another white man shit, right? But you know, and I think I think the Bell Hooks talks about um, in her book all about love. She talks about that we live in a society of lovelessness. You know what I mean? Um, where on one hand, a lot of us feel lonely, but then you have these holidays that throw at us that are about quote unquote love, right? And we see this really play out at Valentine's Day. We really, really do, right? Because look, the funny part, like most holidays, right? If you ask anybody what Valentine's Day is for, most of us don't even know, right? Then again, the same thing with Easter, right? Same, really, same thing with Christmas, right? I mean, we can go on and on, right? But that's neither here nor there. But um, it's really wild to watch, like, how young people, um, especially children, how they deal with, with, with Valentine's Day. And I want to say this real quick. <clears throat> and I'm dating myself. I remember a time when, um, and I'm not saying this is good or bad, right? I remember a time when um, you went to school and you got a Valentine's Day. And it was very public. It was very, everybody knew who was giving you the Valentine's Day. Don't get me wrong. People sometimes in the back would give the sweetheart whatever. You know what I'm saying? But um, it was very open who was going to get a Valentine's Day. And then I think... When my oldest, who's now 27, when he started going to school, they were like, hey, they used to send letters home saying, hey, um, we don't do that one-on-one -on -one Valentine's Day. If you, if you want to do Valentine's Day, you got to get everybody a Valentine's Day. You know what I mean? So you had to come to class, and if there was 15 kids in your class, you had to get 15 kids Valentine's Day. You know what I mean? So some parents participated, and some parents did not. Don't get me wrong. On the low, that kid will still give his sweetheart something. You know what I mean? Something extra. Or they might give their best friends extra but everybody got something, so nobody left lonely. And they were saying this because a lot of people, their feelings were hurt. You know what I mean? And um, you know, I and I'm not trying to be, I'm not trying to be funny. You know, you know, you're gonna feel how you feel. I, I, I'm, I'm a big proponent of that. If you feel some type of way about something, then you feel some type of way about something. You know, so if you feel slighted, then you probably are slighted for whatever reason. You know what I mean? But I think that what we need to understand is that feelings are natural and sometimes things happen and there's some things that feel like rejection when it's not really rejection. You know what I mean? So like if I go to school and I don't get a Valentine's, you know what I mean? Like that's really nobody's fault. It doesn't mean that nobody, it doesn't mean that everybody hates me. I just didn't get a Valentine's Day. It just happens. But I do want to point out, um, and I'm going to talk about it in another segment, is that it's kind of weird because... And, you know, because I guess because we live in a patriarchal society, right, that's the men that's supposed to approach the women or the boys are supposed to chase the girls. Right. It's never it's not supposed to be the other way around. There's like this there's like this uh, rule that says that women can't or girls can't do that. So let's talk about that for a second. So the way it's supposed to work is boy meets girl or boy chases girl or or man meets woman or man chases woman, right? So here we have Valentine's Day where you're supposed to ask someone to be a Valentine's Day. Or let's even take it a step further, like um, during prom, you know, a boy's supposed to ask the girl, you know, to the prom, right? And and I know that I'm using gender, um, I, I, you know, you know, I'm really gendering this thing, but I'm just saying this is how it is in a patriarchal society. I'm not saying that it's right. I do think that if a woman likes a guy, she should say something. I, I, I sincerely believe that, right? Again, I'm a proponent of how you feel is how you feel. You know what I mean? And if you feel a particular way, then that's how you feel, right? No matter whom or what. So, um, 
on one hand, we have the situation where, you know, a boy's supposed to ask a girl out or to be their Valentine. It's, again, very, very few girls and women break that quote unquote rule. So my point is that if I go to school and and this is something where the parents need to talk and the teachers need to talk about this, right? Um, if I go to school and then like I don't get a Valentine's Day, it's because I never asked nobody. You know what I mean? Because the rule is I'm supposed to ask somebody. You know what I'm saying? Um, and and again, it's a it, you know when a girl does it when she asks, it's taboo, right? We see those pictures online of women asking men to to marry them, and everybody on the internet goes fucking nuts. But most of the sentiment that's out there that most people have is a woman shouldn't do that, right? So I just feel like this is we can't we can't do both ways. We're either gonna do it one way or we're gonna do it the other way, right? So is it really rejection? It's not really rejection, right? Um, and here's the wild part: um, someone in your class digs you. You know what I mean? I'm, I've been educated long enough to notice that someone in your class digs you. They just either don't tell you, or maybe you might be oblivious to what's to that. You know, to that sentiment. So. It's not really rejection. So I don't understand this thing about, um, you know, everybody gets a Valentine or nobody gets a Valentine. I feel like we should we should have this thing and we should have this discussion. And I think it's it's difficult to do this when we don't have any sex education classes, right? It's difficult to do this when we don't really want to talk about emotions in the classroom or outside the classroom or in the home. So I don't, again, if you're going to talk about love and intimacy, we have to talk about love and intimacy on every conceivable level as much as humanly possible, right? So, you know, and, and it's something that we can talk about in so many different ways. I've done it. Um, it's And it's not that hard because guess what? The babies want to talk about it. So I just wanted to throw that out there because I, I just find it funny that we want it to be a particular way. You know, p patriarchy wants to be a particular way, but then then this looks like rejection and it's not. celebrity love it's wild how like we we get attached to all these celebrities and the, the drama that they go through and i know it's not it's not anything new i think we were always caught up in what um celebrities are doing right look at the um that um series that bio series on tommy and what's that man my, my memory shot uh tommy and that one model um for back in the day not that long ago but Everybody's loving that show and everybody's getting caught up in the drama, you know? Um, I see, like, I was watching the Janet Jackson documentary, which was amazing, by the way. But I noticed that a lot of us were caught up in the relationship, especially between her and Jermaine Dupree. Um, and it's, it's again, so we've always been obsessed with uh, celebrity love, right? Uh, Marilyn Monroe, right? It's something that's always been a big deal. And, and, and remember that even back then, way before social media, um, there was this people that were caught up in what Marilyn Monroe was doing, whether she had an affair with John F. Kennedy, all that stuff like that. People were obsessed with that. Right. So it's not anything new. Um, I do believe that it's unhealthy. It's unhealthy. And I do believe that our projections are unhealthy. Right. Because we get so caught up in this because we believe that because they're they're beautiful and they're rich and they're talented, that they know better than us, that they're smarter than us, especially when it comes to love and romance. Right. So we assume that 
for them, love is easier to get, right? Finding that special person to spend the rest of their life should be easier for them than it is for us because we're not that beautiful. We're not that talented. You know, we're not that rich, right? But it is still unhealthy, right? And then our projection is even more unhealthier because whatever insecurities we have, whatever doubts that we have, whatever um, ideas of what intimacy and romance are, we whether they're good or bad, we project it onto them and we get caught up. We even take sides, right? Um, I mean, look at the Kim and Kanye thing, right? Like we get caught up in all of that stuff and that's really not a healthy thing. So, um, I mean, I'm, I'm the first person to celebrate love, right? So when I see a couple get together and they're happy and they're taking pictures, I'm, I'm all about that. I, I love seeing people in love. I love seeing young people in love. I love seeing old people in love. I love seeing black people in love. I love it, I love it, I love it. And, and I'm not gonna lie, when, when my friends uh, are together and then they break up, especially they've been together for a long time, I'm actually rather hurt about it, right? But really, quite honestly, as much as I love them, it's really none of my business, right? It's really, and it shouldn't really affect how I look at love, right? Um, because like we're going to talk about later, everything ends, right? Everything is finite, right? Entropy, right? So a lot of times we have to really look at things that way. And again, I think our projection of celebrity love is unhealthy. I mean, don't get me wrong, the mainstream media, because there, there was a time when there was a time when you could read a newspaper, I know I'm dating myself, right? And you could watch the news and gossip gossip about celebrity never permeated that. There was like a boundary, right? You 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 get the front page of the paper and you wouldn't see that stuff on the front page, right? Uh, now like rappers, like, you know, there was a time when people looked at them for their skills, but now it's how much drama they have in their life. And again, so I know it's being shoved down our throats, but it's not something that's really healthy. You know what I mean? So where does the projection come from? Like, where does that really come from, right? And and it, it's hurt, right? We're hurt, right? So, and and one thing I've learned is when it comes to like, uh, we're we're good. I'm not. We're good at talking about not all of us. But when it comes to grief, that's something that we all collectively can agree that, you know, let's talk about grief, right? And I'm guilty of this part, right? Because I've, I've had young men come to me about having lost their loves. And I've been very, like, um, unsupportive. I've been very unsupportive. Like, you know, we'll talk, you'll talk. But then there are moments and I'm like, hey, man, you got to move on. You got to get over it, right? And... It's loss, right? It is a loss, right? Especially if we invest a lot of time and emotion into it. And I, I, I've, I've done this a lot to a lot of men. I've, I've told them that, hey, you got to move on. Like, you're a man, man up. And that shit is fucked up. That shit really is fucked up. But going back to what I'm talking about with projection is that it's hurt. You know what I mean? So when we see a celebrity or whatever going through it, we project our hurt onto what's going on. We take sides, right? Even if it's like a friend, like if a friend is going through it, we automatically take sides um, and the other person becomes an enemy combatant, right? And But the reason why we project is because of that hurt, right? Because of that rejection, because of, you know, investing all this time and effort and emotion into this person who decided to leave us and abandon us, right? When we poured our all into them or as much as we think we did, because sometimes we may not have poured as much as we thought we did, Right. So that's what happens, man. That's really what it is. You know, that lovelessness that Dr. Bell Hooks talks about. That's really what it is, right? It's projection of not just the 
hurt we feel for that love loss. But a lot of times we look for intimacy to fill voids of love we didn't get from maybe a parent or for another relative that we really cared about or that friend, right? Or that that um, mentor or that teacher that didn't give us enough love, right? Um, so a lot of times we try to fill that void with that intimate partner, which is also unhealthy. And that's probably discussion for another day. But that's where that projection comes in. And that's why we get so caught up in all this stuff. Um, and, you know, again, it's unhealthy. And I think the best way to deal with it is I always talk about working through that emotional spectrum, right? Because you have hurt, disappointment, abandonment, all these emotions that you feel that you actually don't even walk through. Um, and, and the wild thing is that all of us have been hurt by love, right? All of us have been hurt by someone that we cared about and had an intimate relationship with. And it's just like losing somebody through death or in transition. We've all been through it. We can admit to that, right? So let's talk about uh, passion and sustainability, right? And I, and I know I'm, I sound like I'm talking about widgets here, right? <laughs> sound like I'm talking about iPads or whatever, you know what I'm saying? But um, I think um, a lot of times when we look at love and intimacy, we look at it as something that's supposed to last forever, even though there's nothing that we do that actually lasts forever, right? Um, high school is only four years, right? College for most of us, if we get there, is four years, right? Um, being on a winning basketball team, right, um, is only going to be a few years, right? Those those joyful times, those good times are going to be uh, very short. You know what I'm saying? Also, even bad times, right? Bad times don't last a long time. They're very they're short. They can be very short compared to a whole lifetime, right? But we have this idea that love also means longevity. I know when I do this exercise with my students about relationships, one of the things that they're looking for is longevity, right? And, and um, I always tell them that that's not something you should be looking for when it comes to relationships, right? You're not buying a bicycle, right? We invest money, we invest money in an expensive bicycle, hoping that it lasts a long time and that the maintenance is very minimum, right? Um, you can't apply that to relationships. You cannot, you can't, you cannot do that, right? Even living with your parents, it's only for a short amount of time. And then what happens is as you become an adult and you might come back and move with them, it's not going to be the same. It's not supposed to be the same, right? So we have this idea, this the love that we've seen on TV, whether we're watching Beauty and the Beast, uh, whether we're watching our favorite TV show or reading a book, is that we're supposed to last forever, right? Till death do us part, right? But that's not reality, right? That's not, you know, and, and let me just be honest with you, right? Um, there are a lot of people who stay in these relationships, even though the passion is gone, right? Um, passion is like fire, right? And if anybody has ever lit a campfire, or has a fireplace, or does a bonfire, takes a lot of work to maintain that fire, right? It's passion, right? And and you know, you know, a bonfire you're only gonna have it for a short amount of time, though, right? I know, I'm, I know. I'm just bear with me, just bear with me, right? But then let's say, for example, you're at the fire, the bonfire, and not a lot of people show up. You know, you might want to shut it down early, right? Or it starts to rain, shut it down early, right? So there's no love loss. Things happen, right? And I think you could kind of apply the same things to relationships, right? Sometimes that passion burns out. And I think we have to be okay with that, right? It's, you know, and, and I think a lot of times we'll stay with someone just because they're quote unquote nice. And I talk about this all the time. Nice is a default, right? You should be nice to people in general. No one should be staying with you because you're nice. And I'm not saying that go with somebody that's bad. I'm just saying that the passion is gone. 
right? If that fire can no longer be sustained, then it's okay to move on, right? You're not betraying anyone, right? You you should trust your heart. And if that's how you feel, then that's how you feel. And I know a lot of people like to look at people that do that as bad people, right? And, I, and I've heard stories of judges in divorce court saying, you know, but y'all cool and y'all not beefing with each other. Y'all not hating each other and beating each other up or cheating on each other. Why don't y'all stick around? And my thing is, if you don't want to be with that person, if that passion is gone, then it's okay to exit, right? And again, we look at things to be forever. Even friendships don't last that long, right? Um, I know I'm not trying to be funny, but you're not going to have your pet forever. <laughs> so it's one of these things where I don't see how we can go through life and look at things as being finite, but when it comes to intimate relationships, we can't apply that same logic. Word. All right. Damn, so how we fix it? Oh, let me just say this. We're not going to figure it out in one episode. We're not going to figure it out in one year. We're not going to figure it out in one session. And we're not going to figure it out in one circle. It has to be a discussion that we consistently, continuously have with one another and with ourselves, right? Right? Because self-love is where it starts, right? And, 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 and you know, um, Dr. Bell Hooks talks about how our self-love comes from the love we get from outside of us, right? You know, so I think that's, that's crucial to remember that, right? Um, I will say this, though. Um, if there's anything that we can do beginning today, today, right? Anything we could do is teach our children different things about love and romance, right? And, and what I mean by that is we need to stop teaching them as separate things, right? So we only teach girls this and we teach boys that. Um, we need to teach them the same thing, right? It's not a conquest, right? It's not about gaining things, right? It's not about gaining material, right? Success doesn't, it cannot be measured by material, right? It has to be more than that, right? And I think um, one thing that I bring, I talk to my students about and my children about is intrinsic value, right? What makes you valuable? It has to be inside because it can't be the stuff that's outside, right? Think about it, right? I tell my my athlete students, I say, hey, you know, um, when they when they, they come to me and they say, oh, you know, you want to come to the, come watch my basketball game? I'm like, yeah, I want to come watch a basketball game, not to see you win, but to see you have fun, right? That's that's why I go. I want to see you have fun. I don't. I don't, I don't care if you score 30 points, right? And let me tell you right now, my, my students, they're probably the best basketball team in the city, right? But I don't go there. If they were losing, I would still go, right? I used to go watch our football team lose all the time. People say, why did you go? I said, because I want my students, I want to see my students having fun, right? I want, I, and then for each of my athlete students, I can tell them one thing that I like about them, right? Something that has intrinsic value, right? And we never emphasize that, right? I mean, we might say that beauty is, is, is inside, right? But what makes us valuable, right? Let's start from there. Let us start from there and when we talk about love and romance and intimacy, right? Because really, ultimately, when you are with someone, it's what's inside of them that keeps you around them. It's what That's what it is, right? We're not always going to look beautiful, right? We're going to get old. I mean, then again, I take that back. Beauty's in the eye of the beholder, and I have a thing for older women. Like, I just think well, older women are gorgeous. Um, so, but... You know, we may not be as beautiful to everybody else, right? So it has to be something else that sustains that passion. It has to be something that's intrinsic. And I think if we start from there, and I know it sounds grandiose. I know it sounds corny. It sounds like a Disney moment. But those Disney movies are right, right? <laughs> you know, the popular kids, like, they're popular because of the things that they have, the wealth that they accumulate, the material things. It's not really theirs. It's their parents, right? 
And then the kids that sing and have all that talent, there's something intrinsic about them that's valuable. And I think, again, Disney got it right. And I hope this helps. And again, this is, this is just the beginning. Word up. I haven't done shout outs in a while, right? Because we're talking about love and I haven't done shout outs in a while, right? So here we go. Um, definitely got to shout out my Dayton Noir Book and Wine Club. Love y'all. And we are doing um, Dr. Bell Hooks All About Love for this month. It's going to be such a dope ass conversation. I cannot fucking wait. Definitely want to shout out my partner, Yatunde. Um, I had her on the show last season. I need to bring her back to talk about Insecure. That was a dope episode. Um, I'm actually going to try to see if I can put it in the show notes for that. Cause that's a really dope episode. Um, and we got we to gotta finish up the other, la the other four seasons of Insecure. Uh, definitely got to shout out my community because if there's any place where I do feel loved is my community. And I always tell people that if you don't see the community that you want, you have to go create that. You know what I mean? Um, and definitely want to shout out my comrades in Capoeira. I love Capoeira. Um, yeah, and it, and it has its benefits, its physical benefits, right? It keeps me in shape. It keeps me lively. It you know, teaches me how to maintain my energy. But there's a community in Capoeira. You know, we're comrades and we love each other. And we support each other. And I think that's probably why I keep coming back. And that's something that I always try to show my students, um, that community and why that's important. So definitely, man, love, 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 love. There you have it. Another episode of Where My Killer Tape At. Uh, if you want to book your mans for a workshop, whether it's capoeira, breaking, or you want me to talk about hip-hop culture, or being a black male feminist, um, hit me up on the website, omisbench.com and bench is spelled B-E-N-C-H.com. If you just want to hit me up on the Twitters, you know where I'm at, um, at Dan Trezomi, D-A-N-T-R-E-S-O-M-I. And the official Twitter for the show is Omis Podcast, that's O-M-I-S Podcast, right? Um, you know, and if you want to continue the discussion, use the hashtag, where my killer tape at, killer spelled K-I-L-L-A. Yo, do me a solid, man. Support the show. You can subscribe, you know what I mean, for... 99 cents a month, man. You could do that. Or if you, you know, if you big money, you could do $5 a month. The link will be in the show notes. Or if you want to buy a present or you a coffee snob like myself, you could always buy a coffee mug, man. I'm trying to reach 100 mugs sold for the year 2021. I'm only at four. So please help a brother out. Word.